Hi everybody, my name is Nathan Davis. I'm here with my wife Alicia. This is our podcast, Dinner with the Davises, where we're going to talk about marriage, family, Jesus, and basically everything and anything in between. Hey everybody, welcome to our first episode of Dinner with the Davises. I'm really excited to do this podcast. I am also really nervous because I am an all-over-the-place person and... I suck at trying to plan out my thoughts, and I think that's the joy of this podcast is going to be, is going to help me to be focused, and at the same time, I think it's really going to help my wife in exploring parts of herself and seeing the beauty that is her, the way she thinks, and letting that out in a way she hasn't ever done before. So this first episode... Is going to be about our marriage and the opposites we have and the similarities we have and how we make it work. Um, even just the planning in this, like how did we get this idea? <laughs> um, I took a poll on Instagram and my question was, would you rather talk us talk about our marriage or us talk about our future plans? And the majority was our marriage. Yeah, see, like, thinking to put a poll on a line is not, I would have came into this be like, well, we're doing a podcast, episode one, what are we going to talk about? Um, Hillsong was on the music video I just listened to, so we're going to talk about that. And it'd be a most scatterbrain, all over the place thing ever, where Alicia is like, all right, they said marriage, so let's have... A thousand A B C D E F G. How we're gonna talk, and I think the joy of this podcast is us gonna be finding a way to come into the middle, and then hopefully helping some people down the road. And I hope someday somebody finds this in a year from now or two years from now, and that they might be having a hard time in their own marriage and seeing the two of us who are so very different. <laughs> come together and even make this but then just talk about our experiences together and how we somehow fought through hard times and now have something really beautiful yeah will be the result and i really hope that is so if you're listening to this and what would that be 2023 <laughs> <laughs> um well sorry that it sounds bad we're gonna have hopefully by then we have good recording equipment we're doing this on one on an ipad um, but at the same time, I think three years from now, if you're listening to the podcast, you're going to see two people who are really grown from this recording, and I'm excited for that. Yeah. But to get to our future, we probably need to talk about our past some and how we met. So we met at a Living Word, the church I grew up in. Um, she had came in from a totally different place than I was at and we met there and then started dating and we got engaged pretty quick and it was a big big shift I think for both of us um like where were you when you walked in that door like mentally where were you at um I had a very different background from you and at that point in my life, I was actually talking to somebody else at the time, 
and but at the same time I was watching like Christian music videos um, Christian wedding videos learning about Christian husbands and I was like oh this is actually what I really want because if I have a Christian husband I will make a family for Olivia and just so you guys know Olivia is her daughter um, I adopted her but she had her before we got we met I had Olivia when I was 17 with her dad who I was married to and also got a divorce from um, really quickly and Nathan came in the picture when Olivia was four so yeah she was just about to turn five and Honestly, I had no idea what I was getting into. I grew up with little brothers, which are totally different than, like, a little girl. Yeah. And on top of it, at the time, I had I had jobs all over the place. But the job I had at that time, I thought, oh, I can deal with kids because I worked with kids at the time. Like, I'll know what to do. But I only knew what to do for about ten minutes at a time. After that, it was like, what do I do? So, yeah, I... I came into church pretty broken. I, I was searching for love in a husband, I guess, when really I should have been searching for it with God. But I didn't have a relationship with God. I just knew, oh, I'm going to go to church and find that, and everything's going to be good. Everything's going to be happy. They're going to fix all the broken pieces of me. Um, yeah, and he probably felt like I could fix some of those too. Like, yeah. Or I'd fill in the holes maybe. Yeah, I honestly thought, oh, I'll get a Christian husband, and then everything will fall into place. Because I had already been successful with my career at the time, and I was just still searching. But that did not happen. <laughs> yeah, and for me, I was at this place where I thought, I've got all my crap together. Like, or is what I thought, and <laughs> I was totally wrong thought I knew exactly how to be a good Christian, which I knew how to fake it good. I thought I knew I was ready for a relationship, and really I wasn't. Um, I was really immature. Uh, and I'd only had one serious relationship, and that ended really badly. He was married and divorced also. Yeah, and I, I hadn't even been married a year. Like, it was super... It ended really fast. And it's because I didn't have a good mental mindset of what Christianity was, what my relationship with God was. So when Alicia came in, like, I'm thinking she's going to give me the love that I really should have been getting from God. But I was always trying to get other people to give me love and please everybody and make everybody happy. And that really just hurt things. I mean, I think even if both of us were good, there's that challenge of getting married when you have a blended family, and yeah, me coming in as stepdad was tricky, I think, for Olivia, and so that also put complications on our marriage. We could talk about that, like a blended family pod podcast. Yeah, that whole thing, <laughs> that's a whole podcast or two or three. <laughs> On its own. Because every year has been different. There's like the blended family with just Livia and then adding kids and yeah. blended f her extended family, my extended family. Mm -hmm. So we'll do that a different time. Different time. <laughs> so come back. You'll hear those. But let's talk about that first year because that was really tough. I mean, so, it's tough for everybody, but it was really tough for us. Cra what's 
a thought that I have is like I for me I think I portray this but I feel like people look in at us and are like oh how are you a Christian family or how are you a Christian husband whatever either because of how I act or because they know what's gone on in our marriage and the really hard times but when I like dig deeper into it I think I look back at that first year of marriage or you know even up into this last year of all the love that we've had all that we've fought through and all that we had to rebuild all the forgiveness and grace and that it is nothing but Jesus being there because without God without Jesus there's no way we would still be married there's no way we would have even made it before we were married but when we had to like lay everything down every single time it was because we knew we we can't do this on our own there's no way I I can deal with you there's no way you can deal with me but God like that's what it always came down to for us even if neither of us wanted to hear it that's just what it was but it took a really long time and it still has taken time to build on Jesus instead of our own needs. No, I think, well, I'll ask you this, like from your own background, like what was your view on marriage coming into it? I mean, you said you watched all these Christian videos, but like what was your experience for marriages? I mean, everybody I knew who was married ended in a divorce um my mom taught us you know you don't let a man treat you a certain way um if they do treat you that way you leave like she didn't do that necessarily on her own but that's just what she told us me and my sister and um just i watched my parents my whole entire life and I didn't want to do that and then going through my own first marriage with Olivia's dad um had a lot of trust issues and hurts from that and so I knew coming into a new marriage okay if this happens you know I'll probably just leave like I'm not gonna deal with you had that thought of I'm this doesn't go right I'm out yeah like if if I can't trust somebody that it's done like you're out of my life and that's a mentality I had my whole entire life like if I can't trust you in any kind of relationship a friendship or somebody I was with if there's no trust you're nothing in my life because I have to be able to trust you and being somebody who was like bullied some by girls who got hurt a lot a lot of people broke my trust or betrayed me I acted out and would do that to people and so I think in the back of my head it was just like oh there's this Christian relationship that I have never heard of and it's gonna fix all my issues like that's kind of where my mindset was looking back it kind of stinks because you I remember you showing me those videos and it's like those videos were like the like the Mona Lisa of Christian marriages (laughs) like they were just yeah they were like perfect (laughs) yeah they're just wedding highlights, you know, and videos. But I was just like, oh, I want this. And it's those amazing five-minute HD. Yeah. Like, they got the super slow-mo, perfect walk down the aisle with the pretty music and the bride crying as she reads the vows. And 
Yeah. <laughs> that is it not was real had, marriage. It was nothing I had ever seen before anyways. And and also I wanted to give Olivia a family. I felt like she deserved a dad and I would have done anything to be able to give her that. Which I wanted to be. I mean, I still do. <laughs> <laughs> like I am. But I think I had that at the time like my background is so polar opposite like i grew up in a home where like my family would my parents would fight but they would not let the night end until they were good and i remember them waking us up sometimes in the middle of the night saying hey we were having this fight and we're sorry we scared you and We'd all pray, and they'd say they're sorry, and it was this whole almost, like, thing. And you, your dad was, like, the leader and the dominant one where I was, like, taught to not let a guy do that to you. But he was also, like, sensitive. Like, he was in charge, but he'd also be crying, and he'd be like, this is how we're doing it. But then he'd also, he wasn't, like, the tough, strong, like, he isn't that... Like a manly man. Manly dude. And so... I still wonder how he gets the confidence that he seems to have. Because on paper it doesn't always make sense. But I try to copy that. But I failed miserably. And... I ended up just being kind of mean that first year of marriage. Like, do what I say or... Ugh. Mm-hmm. And, and... Especially to Olivia. To be honest, like, I had, I was still talking to other people, and even in our marriage, I, I had backup people, honestly, that's what you want to call it, because I was ready for Nathan to hurt me, I was, or I was, like, preparing for it, or I was preparing for it, if he tries to tell me to do something again, like, I'm out, and... So I had friends, I had people that I still, like, would talk to, or give me the attention that I was still searching for when ultimately it was just God that could give that to me. But at the time, you know, that was just my mentality. Why do you think you had those backup plans? Like people almost. I think just from being hurt a lot and oh, I'm going to cry and I don't want to cry. I think that's okay. I think people hear the real hear those tears and the pain I mean, and there they was, can get through it there too. There was a couple of people that I would talk to just because I wanted the attention and because I was trying to escape feeling like the hard times in our marriage. But then there was also Joe who was before you and then who I kind of just held on to without realizing I was holding on to because he wanted to be here. And it was just kind of like, oh, when Nathan messes up, he's going to be here, you know? And Like he'd save you almost. Yeah, he, he would be the next person to save me. And and I didn't have to, like, deal with our issues. Um, you know, that's a whole other podcast on its own, but... Well, I think it kind of plays into this, though, is yeah. that you always had a wall of... I've always had... Somebody something. will save me in all your relationships. Yeah, I just met with one one of our pastors also, and he was like, "You're, you are a good escape artist. You know how to escape pain. You know how to escape anything that's uncomfortable, with 
whatever you know whatever is convenient for me at the time whether it's friends or a relationship or alcohol or you know going to the gym like whatever it is like I'm very good at just ignoring what's going on inside I am too but in different ways yeah in completely different ways and so I ignore by like turning on the tv and start binge watching Netflix I can't do that because I I can't turn my brain off and so if I find something to distract me that's not like mindless distracting then it works but if it's just like you like with tv i'm still thinking i'm still going i can't stop it and i think that kind of again goes back to our backgrounds of our childhoods i watch my dad's idea of really good family time was us all watching star treks and on the couch and he thought to him that was the best thing in the world when really I don't remember a lot of heart-to-heart talks with him, like good communication with him. And I think that I took that into here that, oh, I'm having a hard day. I'm going to unwind with TV and not really communicate with her, not try to, like, encourage her love languages. Um, Or then just expect to be forgiven if if she isn't happy. Yeah. Because that's what I saw growing up, is you just have to forgive, have to forgive, that's it. Which it should be. It definitely should be, because that's what a Christian marriage should be. I probably took be. advantage of it, in, un, not even mentally or consciously, but I definitely did. I think because you pushed it so much of, like, it has to be this way, um, I immediately rebelled because I was like, no. Like, I was taught not to do what a man says, like, you are your own person, and... But over the years, I've learned, like, okay. Well, it probably sounds really self-serving on my part. Like, oh, this is my get-out-of-jail-free card. You have to forgive me. But I think, you know, looking back on that first year of marriage, it was really hard. We went through a lot of really hard times. And I don't really want to share all the details of it because that's just for Nathan and I. But... There was a time, you know, where I had to move out of the house with the kids. Um, I had planned, you know, to be with somebody else during that time. But then ultimately decided, no, I'm going to come home. I'm going to forgive Nathan and we're going to work on our marriage. And so, yeah, when I look back, I'm like, okay, there's a lot of forgiveness. There's a lot of grace. There is a lot of love. We love each other. It's just how do we work through this? together when we're so opposite and that's what marriage is about yeah that's a daily thing i think even 40 years from now we're still gonna have times where we have to overcome our opposites to really Mm -hmm. make it work but i think that hard time we went through that separation destroyed a lot of things we thought it was yeah it destroyed the foundation that we were building on and like God put something new there yeah, exactly. that we can fall back on. Yeah, so anytime we have a hard time, we used to have really, really bad fights because neither of us learned how to communicate or fight correctly. But now I feel like we kind of just skip over the fighting and be like, okay, how do we fix this? Well, we try to. We try to. Like we still, I think we bicker more and like argue a little bit more, but we don't fight fight. and. Yeah. And we used to have long fights. Like like, hours. <laughs> it'd be like three or four in the morning, and we're still not with a, any sort of resolution. We're just going in a circle. 
Well, I think we don't do that so much anymore. We're trying to just cut to, through really the crap and get yeah. to a solution. Um, we share all this, like all the hard parts, because that's the real parts of it. Like we are not perfect. We are not. Well, I mean, we're not Alicia God. Is, Alicia's no. really perfect. We're not God. We fail every single day, and I think that's what makes makes us so real and I don't know what I'm trying to say well I think the problem we had or at least I had is always trying to be perfect and I could never be I was expecting my wife to just say oh I'm good with whatever you do and I can just be lazy because I had spent so much time up until us getting married trying to be perfect for everybody else so I didn't want to have to be that way at home. And I saw through all the crap. And for me, I'm like a hustle person. I'm on like go, go, go. Motivated, driven, on to the next all the time. And Nathan's more day-to-day, hour-by-hour kind of, kind yeah, of way. Like I focus really good on one thing. And that has to be that one thing that's like right in front of me. But if you tell me hey I want to do this project in a month or I have like the next three years planned out for my life yeah (laughs) and I'm like I can't my brain doesn't work that way and I think that's another step we've had to really take as we've grown together is meeting in the middle me trying to think farther down the road and her thinking more in the moment and enjoying the moment yeah and but I think that's kind of another thing God's kind of bringing to us is because he tells you not to worry about tomorrow. But he also tells you to have a vision. <laughs> and there's a di- big difference. And I don't, I wasn't good at vision, but she wasn't good at not worrying. But together, we can make a vision for our marriage and our life to make something really beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it's just a rebuilding process and it's a moving forward like we still don't have it figured out yeah like we we aren't gonna come on here and be like we have the perfect marriage and we have all the answers we've literally only been married three years most of it's just been like figuring out each other figuring out the life that we want together we've been through a lot and Um, we're still we're still going yeah and we on top of it we made a lot of life changes really fast like we had yeah. two kids real like right off the bat so we there's five of us here two dogs uh numerous job changes on my part um i went from having my own businesses to just staying at home with the kids which is also very hard to me i love being a mom i love being able to stay at home i know it's such a blessing but just being here all day long for my mind, it kind of makes me go crazy. Oh, and it's and for me, I get home from work and I'm like ready to shut down. But she's like, I need an adult right now. <laughs> like, I think every stay-at-home mom probably feels that way. And we'll probably, maybe close to Mother's Day, we can really do something on that aspect yeah. of our marriage and family. But on top of it... Like, we also had, speaking of families, we both had family stuff, too, this last three years. Yeah. From our extended sides. 
And so it's been a whole journey that we had to walk through. And I don't think without Jesus, we would have been able to. It somehow always comes back to Jesus. There's been times where I wanted to give up on God. I've questioned God. Nathan wants to be a pastor. And I'm like, how in the heck can I be a pastor's wife? Like, look at my past. Look at me. You know, I can't, I I don't know how to be some perfect Christian. I don't know how to filter myself in the way that I, I've seen other Christians do. Or how to be as graceful as I've seen other Christian women be. And... You have that giving heart, though. I think one thing I love the most, probably the thing I love the most about you in our marriage is how giving you are to people. Um, just the projects you've done to bless people. and Like, you pushed me to be more giving. Like, one of our first dates, we... I love this story. <laughs> we I took her to Minnehaha Falls, and I threw together... Like, I got some food from Cub. I don't even remember what it all was. But it was just, like, some thrown-together, like, picnic food after a church service. Yeah. And we're thinking there'll be, like, hardly anybody there. Because I think we got there, like, nine. It was raining that day, too. Yeah. It wasn't, like, the room... In my head, it would be this romantic park date next to waterfalls. But... It was just kind of, like, wet and damp yeah. and <laughs> And it was, like, great. Okay. How... At least we're having a nice time together. And she saw this homeless lady. And she's, like, go, like pray with her and give her our food and and I'm like what I didn't realize either that she had just came out of like a shelter that was there I just thought she was like by herself there in the rain and I felt so bad and I'm like come on and so she ate like half of our food actually yeah but she like pushed me to do something I would never <laughs> go talk to a stranger like <laughs> I'm trying to be suave boyfriend risky, here risque for Nathan yeah, I I suck at that. Um, where she's like the person who will give people like homeless people money on the side of the road, or like say, hey, you like want to ride to like a, like a restaurant so you can eat something. Like, I literally I know that there's like a lot of homeless people that are probably not really homeless, but I just can't get the thought out of my head. What if it's like a test from God, or what if? you know, they are homeless. What if I was homeless and nobody took me seriously? Like, I can't, I can't not give them money or whatever I have. Like, what if that was me? No. Even if it was my job and I couldn't get another job, like, what if that was me? I'm on the street, like, oh, hurts my heart. That's what I love with her. She's got this amazing heart. And I, for me, the biggest things in our marriage is, one, we're having, like, a really bad day. The thing that keeps me focused is remembering those little moments of how amazing she can be. Like, she stayed up, like, two days straight a couple mother or last Mother's Day to do this amazing flower thing for our church. And she worked her tail off to just make it amazing and write these little notes for all these moms when... It's like her day. Like she's like, she just had her third kid. Like if anyone would want to relax coming up to Mother's Day, or deserved it, it was her. And instead, she worked her butt off for it. And I just have a thing. I want everybody that I know to feel like loved, valued, seen. Like yeah, she just put up all these little hearts on our kid's door for Valentine's Day, saying. Because we have two girls, they share a room, and 
she put made all these little hearts saying like they're special and they're uh like on fleek because she's trying to talk <laughs> their language because she cares about those little things um yeah and focusing on that stuff is what makes our marriage work for me anyway because it be could be so easy to focus on the mistakes in the past i'm the same way like because nathan already knows this but nathan wasn't like my type when i heard first met him him being opposite like we're not super compatible like there's not a lot that we connect on on i wouldn't say a deeper level because there is stuff that we connect on but like your if any two people like type relationship if stereotype we probably wouldn't have ended up together but there's so many things that he does every single night he rubs my back to sleep because i cannot go to sleep before because i before him because he snores and so every single night he rubs my back to sleep till i go to sleep no matter what time it is um he you know fills the gas tank for me knowing that like it cannot run out of gas with her in the car because she will not go fill it <laughs> like he'll just do little things for me that like really matter to me and and he makes me feel so safe like he he's not somebody that would ever just bail or hurt me in a way that other people have hurt me like he truly cares and truly loves all of me no matter if it's the worst part of me or the best part of me like he doesn't waver yeah i've seen you at i've seen her at her best and her worst and i'll say as much as i had issues with some of the things growing up the biggest thing i always learned was just to try to love everybody and not to judge people even in this last year like a lot of you know what we've gone through you know some of you don't but even just in this last year the grace that you have shown me the love that you've shown me like no other person would do that well I hope that I'm hoping that to Joe the guy listening on this three years from now (laughs) that I just picked a random name I did not think (laughs) okay Billy Bob (laughs) down south (laughs) listening underneath your pickup truck you're working on in your garage (laughs) that when you're mad at your wife and she did something that bugs you you can go hey Jesus loves me. He picked me when I didn't deserve it. He died for me when I didn't deserve it. And the Bible says that I need to love my wife that same way. And that might mean saying you're sorry when you don't want to. Or running to the store and buying a bag of Snickers. So (laughs) you can make your wife feel a little bit more loved. So then you guys can talk and then you work through it. Cause, like I, we've had that we've had fights where it's like we are just not getting anywhere yeah. and so I ran to Target and bought some candy <laughs> and that little stupid act showed her hey he he does care okay maybe we can talk and all those walls that we put up I think I was just hangry honestly <laughs> <laughs> maybe or you're not yourself when you're not having had a Snickers yeah like 
so I just want to encourage you guys with that like we're not perfect and we've had some big fights but and we could we could go into all those and it but might our, get really our sad fights are not your guys's <laughs> fights and that's the thing like everybody every relationship has its own issues yeah. and probably has had moments like ours it's just how are you going to handle them how are you going to move forward and the simple solution to all of them is love and jesus like in the 90s and i grew up there's that saying what would jesus do and if you can say that in your fight okay what would jesus do right now would he insist on his own way would he insist that he's right insist that he knows the best thing i mean jesus does obviously but would he insist on it no he loves us and he lets and he is humble Mm -hmm. and if you can do that no matter what your fight is what it's about you're you you can get through it we used to have this marriage um like poster artwork or whatever above our bed and then i purposely hung up a mirror on the other side of the wall so that I could always see that poster because it was like the Ten Commandments of Marriage. So that's why that mirror's there. <laughs> and it was like, I would be so bugged because we'd be in the middle of a fight and I could just see those Ten Commandments. Like, I don't want to be that right now. I don't want to be the person that has to be like loving and strong and forgiving. I don't want to do any of these things. But it was just a constant like nag and reminder of this is what love is. Love is not all these other worldly things that were taught, that I was taught. Love is the things that God says they are, and yeah, like that really that helped me. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that when I just want to go to bed. Like I don't want to rub her back right now. I don't want to. I want to say, hey, you go deal with the crying baby right now. But it's going. No, put her first. Yeah. Like let her get some more sleep. I'm gonna wake up early because the baby woke up instead of trying to stay asleep longer or I'm going to go take the dog out because it's whining because it's remembering love first the other person first love always wins I feel like this is like so perfect for February now that I'm thinking about it because I wrote on my calendar love wins all above else love and like that's really what this podcast should be about because that's what it takes for marriage it does (laughs) it really does so how about you how do we end this thing (laughs) (laughs) we didn't write an ending (laughs) like how about you talk about like things moving forward like what I know that you want to be a pastor, and that's going to take a lot of work on my end to, like... Teach me how to be a pastor. No. <laughs> no. Like, to... Even today, I just posted, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe one day I'm going to be a pastor's wife. It just seems so crazy to me, but that's just what it's going to be. And speaking life to that, and just being a part of your dream, you know, like, what... What do you think moving forward are steps we're going to have to take to to keep making our marriage better and besides just loving each other? Well, I mean, I think the first step would definitely be lots of making out. Definitely. That's most important. I'm just kidding, guys. 
Obviously, kind of. anybody that knows Nathan knows he's not just kidding. <laughs> I, I like her. She's a pretty woman. She's gorgeous. So, no, in all seriousness, <laughs> um, I think it's, well, I think this podcast is a good start because just planning for this one, like I said, I would have just... We restarted, we restarted this three times because we're like, okay, what should we share? What should we not share? I ended up in tears. <laughs> like, Yeah, because I'm just, like I said, I'm a spitballer. I'll just say whatever. and I feel like some things are just for me and him. And there is a lot I do share with people because I'm learning to be more open, and especially in the last year. But there's a lot that I don't share because it's just for me and him or... Cause it's you know it's nobody else's business and that's probably a good thing for me to learn as i try to step into this pastor role is <laughs> like that old country song no one to hold them no one to fold them because sometimes i'll just say anything and i need to and other times i won't say a word and there's like a balance act and a good pastor knows when to share something really personal and intimate or when to keep it to themselves they know when to say hey i'm having a really hard time this week are you guys and being real that way or to say or maybe they're having a hard time and they just shut all that in and be strong to be there for their congregation and i think that's something this podcast will teach me how to do to not just put everything out there or to know how to put it out there in appropriate ways and for me I'm really, I've really been trying in the last year and I'm still trying to just be more open, be more vulnerable, feel my emotions, like just share more because you never know who might need it, especially nowadays. But that was never me before. I was just taught like, be strong, don't show any of your emotions, like go get it, <laughs> like hustle, like just, that's just kind of how it was always for me yeah like I said it was I didn't have that but I think that too is something this will teach like that motivation of hey we're gonna do this every week let's get it let's figure out how to make this better and keep growing it and maybe even like I'm really excited for this podcast I think We've been talking about doing this for a couple of years already, and we just never sat down and did it because there was always just so much going on in our lives behind everything that we've shared. And, um, but I think like moving forward, we have so much that we can share. Yeah, especially you. Yeah, we have so much and just getting it out there, you know, you never know who you could be helping. Well, I think as this podcast goes on, you'll see sides of us that maybe we've hidden. Um, It's really easy for me to portray. Again, I'm not talking about this last year, but like before, be portray like being strong and a certain image. Yeah, a certain image, and I don't think, I don't think a lot of people think that as much anymore of me because I've been very open, probably more than I should have been, but. It just is what it is, you know, that's the truth, and I'll probably share that more so throughout our podcast. Well, I think the point of it isn't just to be open, to be open, but to use, the heart of it is to 
that God can use that to minister to somebody else. Yeah. And that's the whole point. Like a testimony. I want to do this anyway. It's just because you never know. Like there's been so many times where like my own mental health, I didn't know if I was going to make it through the day or even that hour or even that 10 minutes. And like Nathan somehow helped me get through too, but I hope I can help somebody else get through, through this too. Honestly. Yeah. I think that if I, if I heard somebody talking about the things that I had gone through, maybe that could have been helpful. And I know in the day and age we live in, there's like a billion podcasts out there, but I hope ours has a sincerity that kind of cuts through that. Yeah. I was also going to say like, this is for our close family and friends mostly because I don't have a big following anymore. I choose not to like be a part of that world anymore i never understood that world so i just i have like four followers on twitter (laughs) there's so many business ideas i could have or i do have and i could do but i just don't want it to be about that and i choose to just share this with people i care about and and that's who i want to continue to share yeah all this with i mean that's who our target audience is, but if you're a Joe Schmo who just found this, then I think that's God. Yeah. Like, Pastor Mac always says that God orders the steps of a good man or good woman, and he says if it's your first time at the church, you're there for a reason. Well, I think if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, you're listening for a reason, not just because you're our friends or because you want to be supportive, but that God's got something for you in it. And if you didn't hear something, go back and re-listen to it again. Or... Yeah. Because we're being real, and I think God can speak through that realness. So, we uh, we love you guys. Um, love you. We hope you all are going to have a good week, and uh, shoot us some come, comments. We hope you come back and listen to our future podcast. If you have any requests of what you want us to talk about, you can message me, or you can message Nathan. If you have questions, um, we'll try to answer those too. So, yeah. yeah. That was a good one. Good that was a good job, one. Man. Good job, baby. Love you. Love you too. Uh, listen to this country song as we go away. <laughs>